Trent Ward is on the front lines of the Mirror Wars. Okay, that was a dumb made up term, but his company Form is taking on juggernauts like Mirror and Tonal. In the smart mirror market, which you may not know, is expected to hit 8.9 billion by 2030. The Form mirror is 68 inches, which is larger than both the Mirror and Tonal. It has a 4K screen, which comes in handy when you are training with a live coach. The aesthetics, it looks like it belongs in your home, not some out of place fitness mirror on your wall. And it has 200 pounds of total resistance. That's 100 per arm for all you math whizzes. So after meeting Trent in New York City, where I I got to take a look at how the form lift operates. We caught up for this discussion. Hope you like it. Support for MNF Reps is brought to you by Manscaped at manscaped.com. They have a fleet of grooming tools. It'll take care of everything from the hair on your face to your ears, to your nose, to your pits, to whatever that is. And if you're one of those guys, it's like, oh, I'll just use one of those disposable razors. Go right ahead, man. It's your skin's funeral. Manscaped sent me the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. You get, obviously, the Beard Hedger. You also get beard shampoo, beard conditioner, beard balm, beard oil, a beard brush, a comb, scissors, the case. What I really liked about this, one guard, allows for 20 different lengths. So you don't have to have a bunch of those little plastic clips scattered around. The drawer in my bathroom was a graveyard of those things and it was just gross. <laughs> Remember you get 20% off if you go to manscaped.com, use the code REPS20. It's free shipping worldwide. That means if you live on this planet, you can have it shipped to you for free. So if you live on the moon, you're pretty much Don't forget to use code REPS20 for 20% off your order at manscaped.com, bro the difference between form and your competition the hardware is 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 differentiated and then it's it's nicer it's more premium um has a lot of the same functionality but i think the real difference is having a real life trainer look at you coach you make sure you're doing things right i'm zach i'm, I'm continually shocked at how little people understand what trainers actually do and what a difference they make right there's just such right. a perception difference like when you haven't done that when you haven't worked with someone and you and you have it's amazing watching people who, who start training with, with a trainer who, who's very experienced and, and a month later, like, this is like a whole new life. This is like a whole new way of thinking about things. And, and so I think it's that it's, it's the equipment's great. And we can talk about all, all the sort of details around that. The, the real thing is kind of, can you get in touch with a really good trainer, touch a button in your comfort of your house? What's the price point? $2,500 without uh, and $5,000 with, uh, but Obviously, you can you can finance that through a firm, and and it's no money down, and fifty bucks a month or hundred bucks a month, roughly. These things usually have when you pull back the curtain, it's the mouse on the wheel, but it wasn't that at all. It was actually really functional. It also is really attractive looking piece. How many mirror mirror products do you see in the fitness space that also end up in covered in architect magazines and things like that? Uh, not many. No, I mean it's um, having something in your home is important that in terms of like it, it fitting into your life and people don't want to put ugly things in their home, right? Going in and, and actually experiencing the competition alongside of that, you know, I'm not trying to bash anybody, but it's just tough when it's, a, when it's put up against something that's so polished. I, I, I get it. Right. And I'm, I'm a huge proponent of, of anyone doing anything that they can help people stay active and be fit. Right. So I, I totally agree. Like, you know, no one's here to, to, to look down upon it and stuff. Um, and, you know, there's different types of consumers out there. The, the, the reality is I've always been, and I was raised, like you save up to buy the thing that is nice and you you take care of it, right? And it yeah. was always like, the, we weren't a throwaway household. It was kind of fewer toys, nicer, sturdier, or, you know, um, not a lot of plastic in the house. Um, it, it, and that's just the, my mentality and how I was raised. And, and, you know, if you're going to do something, do it well. And, uh, I, every time I see the device, it, it, 
it's exactly what I want it to be, right? It's beautiful. Um, I want to go into my gym and, and use it and work out, right? It's, it's, it's all yeah. of those things. So here's something else. So we had COVID. People obviously were not going to, not going to the gym, right? Because they couldn't. Then as the restrictions ease up, they kind of start filtering back in there. And then now like there's a lot of press saying, oh, people are going back and the at-home fitness revolution is dying off. But then I saw another set of statistics that said the mirror fitness group or whatever it's called is going to be exploding by 2028. Not that it already hasn't, but the point is, where are we then? Like, and how are you, are you following these trends or these stats? Do you follow this stuff? And are you, each time people are going back to the gym and you're like, no, <laughs> hoping they don't and realize that there's other options. Again, people working out is great. You know, um, whatever you want to do. Uh, the, but you having a house and, you know, money coming in is also not terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, no. I, I think you see different behavior with different consumers. Um, there's a lot of consumers, uh, you know, who do both, right? They mm -hmm. and, and depending on their schedule, um, there's other consumers who do one or the other. Uh, I can tell you that I started working at home 2014, 2015. Um, having been a gym guy and, and a boutique guy and, and yeah. you know, all, all that stuff. And once I, once I started doing it at home and I realized how much easier it was to fit into my schedule for me, that was the driver. Right. And for other people, it's the, it's being around other people or it's actually needing to leave the house. Like everyone's got their own set of constraints. I'll tell you as someone who's really busy, um, it, it's always easy to keep doing more work and to not go to the gym. Um, and it's an excuse, it's traffic, it's something, oh, I ran out of time, I don't have time. Having it at the home, it fits into my life better. I do it more often, which makes me want to do it more. Um, right. Because when I feel good, it's, you know, and you know, it's like after you, you get in a routine, your body craves it and you right. don't want to miss it. And so, and that habit is the important part uh, of, of staying fit, right? And, and it, you know, so for me, at home is, is really the answer. Um, and I think that's the same for a lot of other people, but there's a lot of, you know, if I lived in New York city and I had an, a small apartment and there's a gym on every corner, it'd be a different, uh, yeah. setup, right? But I live in a house. I'm you know, in, Los I'm in Los Angeles, traffic sucks. Um, like I like to work at 5 PM, 6 PM. Right. Yeah. But so do a lot of people and I don't want to have to like share the equipment and wait in line and do this stuff. And yeah, I, you know, so it's just that I don't, I, and I see that behavior across all sorts of consumer groups. It's not a, um, it's not one or the other. I, I, my goal would be that the number of people that are working out just increases, right? Which means kind of all channels. I wasn't ever in love with my gym. It wasn't like, God, this place is so fantastic. You know, it was not one of these iconic gyms. It wasn't like Bev Francis Powerhouse Gym or, or Gold Venice. It was a retro fitness that was right next to where I worked. That was easy. It was smelly in the locker room. It stunk. I hated it. The, there was It was crowded as hell at most times besides during the day. And I really started to enjoy doing things on my own. What I do understand when people, what people miss would be that uh, the accountability, which is why I think a lot of people go to group fitness when you're paying for something, which is somebody's time, right? A, I don't want to be an asshole and waste someone's time. B, I don't want to waste my money. So regardless of whether that means I get in my car or on a bike and go somewhere, or I have to turn on a screen, I still want to show up. You know, this isn't a, a product that fits for everyone. Um, I mean, certainly at the price point, uh, just, just like there's lots of cars out there, you know, there's 
Volkswagen, there's Porsche, right? There's sort of a, there's a whole range. This is a piece of performance equipment. Um, and, and, it, and it's a, and it's a, you know, top of the line service. So it, it, it naturally is a smaller population. I, you know, accountability is, is key, but I'm, I'm working with someone who's, you know, helping me in all the parts of, of my body, right? You know, mm-hmm. it's helping de-self on my body, right? More of the, the posterior stuff, uh, you know, I, I've been pushing dumbbells and barbells a long time it's pushing right yeah you you need more pulling so like having cable system all of that you know um postural stuff but also i train for longevity strength training is the number one medicine for longevity and for living well and and all all good things come from it so i mean that's what it is i want to be able to uh to to feel this good when i'm 60 you know um and i know that starts now and and so I got been a big believer in that for a long time. And, and I see there's a lot of uh, kind of press and information out there now around it and people are understanding that, but it's still right. a, a big educational barrier. It's both, you should be doing this. And then the second one, well, how do you do it? And how do I do it safely? And so that's kind of where we sit really is to, to help with that. And I think there's, there's two things that you, or one thing is specifically that you hit on is that being on your phone. Now I'm, I'm guilty of this. I'm on my phone a lot. Uh, and I have been not just from when I started working at home, but all the time. And most of the time it's, I've realized it's not really things that are pressing, right? I'm sure they could wait. Like I don't need to know uh, what the latest news is two minutes after I just checked or something like that. Uh, are you somebody that's on your phone a lot or have you managed to come up with a system that t- keep, keeps you away from it? And I also want to talk about your your work schedule and your work week. Are you one of those people that just you know, drives yourself into the ground and crushes it all the time doing like the 12, 14 hour days? Or are you able to find a system that allows you to, you know, take care of yourself physically, spiritually, and get your company to where you want to get it? No, I have no, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a munch of a monkey as you are. A little red thing pops up on my phone and I click on it. <laughs> we are simple animals. I'm like, I don't want to read this, idea, but you know, Facebook are good. Uh-huh. That trick, you know, I think I tried TikTok once and I got sucked in. I'm like, and I deleted it. So I was like, I just, this, this, this is too much. <laughs> See, I tried to build something on it once or, you know, produce something. And I was like, oh, I'm never going to get to where like these people are so good at it. I'm just so, why try? Oh, I don't even try. No, no, no. I, <laughs> I, I'm a complete observer. Um, uh, yeah, but no, on, on the work stuff, I, I came up, um, came up in my career through finance and, and that sort of, there's a hallmark of lots of hours where you're, you're the right. junior resource and you know, there's always the, you, you make less than minimum wage when you actually calculate, you know, yeah. the hours. But so you, it was, you learn that your capacity for work is actually pretty high and it's higher than you sort of think. And that I'd say that sort of set a baseline. Um, so now, yeah, I get up in the morning, I go straight to my desk. I work until dinner. I work out, I have dinner, I go back to my desk, go to bed, right? I mean, that's kind of, you know, there's not a lot else going on. We have a one-year-old daughter, um, which is a lot of fun, but it also means yeah, we're not going out, we're not doing things like, you know, life is, is, is busy. Yeah, um, all but the time. All the, yeah. But the, I think about the, this journey of being, you know, all my hours and stress in finance um, and then being a startup CEO, if I hadn't worked out, I'd be dead, right? Like it's, I, I, it's very clear, like my ability to withstand the, the work, the stress, all of this stuff, because I, I consistently work out and consistently maybe twice a week, right. Or three times a week. It's not crazy in it. Um, but just something I've added walking in a, a lot more recently, especially since I moved to California and Los Angeles where the weather's good. And I try to take calls and walk 
and that stuff's great, but there's no substitute for lifting weights, having some sort of strength training, whatever it may be. I think it's, it is healthcare, right? It's, it's the number one thing. And, and it's, it's, uh, I, I regularly think about how, if I, if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have made it right. Yeah. Um, so then do you look at the economic forecast? So because you hear a lot of, there's going to be a recession or we're in a recession or we're, we're right on the cusp of a recession. Now that has a direct impact on you and sales and your business. So do you, and also you're in, you were in finance, so you probably know, look, I see that stuff on screen, like the arrows and the squiggly lines, but does it create anxiety for you? Or are you able to just say, you know what, we'll make it through, we'll figure it out. What do you do? I don't think there's any entrepreneur that, that doesn't have that attitude of we'll figure it out. Otherwise you, you wouldn't have made it, right? Um, yeah. I am an optimistic person. I expect things to work out and, and I deal with things when they don't. I'd say specific, I mean, look, I, I, I worked in the markets for a long time. That volatility is just, a lot of it's noise. I mean, there are things that do matter, but recession, you know, it could be technical. It could be real, the size. There's so many things that are unknown. It's going to affect some people. It won't affect others. It, there's not one answer. We're pretty lucky in the U.S. for for a number of reasons um, relative to other countries, but just incredibly dynamic labor force, big capital markets, um, lots of resources. So I think U.S. we're going to be okay. Um, so there'll be layoffs since really sad and stuff, but it's just a natural part of the economic cycle. Um, so I think I think we'll be okay. The, you know, the interesting thing is fitness spend doesn't really decrease in in recessions. If anything, you. you you tend to cancel a trip or, or, or skip a dinner or, or something. You sort of save money in other places. You go to the gym more. You, there's sort of that buckle down mentality. You don't get lazier in a recession, right? You sort of get hungrier. And I think that translates into kind of how you live your life in, in general. Um, but that being said, certainly people in the upper upper part of the scale and kind of the more affluent um, end of the market, fitness is a staple. It's a necessity. It's not the, it's, it's not the sort of thing that you decide, oh, I'm going to work out or not because of of, of you know, what the market's doing. You, you won't, you won't go on the trip. You won't buy some other stuff, but like it's, right. it's yeah. Is this, so as an entrepreneur, is this your first like foray into starting up a company? Cause if it is, that's a pretty good track record, but also a lot of other entrepreneurs that I've interviewed have said they, they do lean on a lot of the, the past failures to create their success. But I'm, I'm, I'm always curious what, what that journey looks like, uh, person to person. No, I'm making a lot of mistakes the first time. <laughs> <laughs> what would um, some of those be? Can you tell me some of those? Really? Cause I'm curious oh, as to man. what, I don't think we have enough time to, to, to go through all of them. Uh, that's a, you're skating it. That that's, uh, you gotta give me something, man. Cause I, I really, I think this is, this is a really important piece of the puzzle, right? Like I either could have, should have, or, you know, had I known, would have done this instead. I think that those are really cool, um, stories usually for me anyway. Um, I'd say this isn't a unique one, but it's something that having gone through it, I would say, and now heard the advice much more clearly in hindsight um, of just hiring um, and, and kind of the team you have. You know, we um, we definitely didn't have all the right people in the right seats when we first started. Um, and having never done it before, didn't know how that looked. Um, right. It's kind of like you're in a relationship with someone, then you break up with them, and then you meet someone new, and you're like, Oh wow, this is much better, right? Like yeah. it's yeah. And you know, when when we brought in our CTO Deepak, we've been the head of engineering at Peloton 2017, 2019, um, done a lot of stuff in the space. 
he was very kind. He, he didn't he didn't say you're an idiot. You've made these mistakes. He's like, you know, there's better ways we can do this. And he just, you know, kind of uh, really helped um, set a tone and 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 lead by example with that. And so I think that that experience of hiring people, um, very strong analytical skills, right, and, and kind of experience you do that. But it's somewhat in, it's somewhat theoretical, um, and and you don't deal with a lot of people, right? Yeah, you know, I, I spent a lot of time with numbers and a computer, right, um, right. And and being in the real world and kind of managing people, you know, this is a completely new new experience for me, right? I, I you know, finance is largely an apprenticeship business. You sort of work for someone that you, you will become one day, right? And it's kind of this one type of a person, really. Um, and it's and then you just you know get older. Um, all the different parts of this business and, and all the other elements of that and people uh, is new. Um, and it's taken time, and it's I'm still not wouldn't say I'm good at it yet. Um, I don't know if you're ever good at it, uh, but it's definitely a skill that is, is very new. Um, marketing, um, communication, I mean, making things simple. Um, I've always had an attraction to complexity and I've realized in communicating anything, ideas or products, like what's the one thing, what's the simple thing, how to do it. I'm, I'm not great at that. And we haven't, I, I'd say we have so many, I mean, you saw it, you came in and saw the product, all these things are there. I didn't, I wasn't able to effectively communicate that to you before. That, that's a good point too. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's a lot of hustle having to go pick up and go and be at, I know there's various price models for, for coaches and trainers. So yeah, that, that makes sense to want to be more a part of this. It would probably allow you to do more, cut down on travel time, cut down on commuting, all that stuff. I mean, talk to any trainer and just be like, okay, running around Manhattan, which Starbucks have the best bathroom, right? Or like, yeah. it, it's a constant grind and you spend a lot of time away from your family. Look, when you're when you're young and and, it, and it's and you're and it's and you're hungry and it's fun, that's great. But when you put the years on, not only you're a really good trainer and very experienced and and have these amazing this amazing skill set, but you also have a family and you have other stuff and and it and it's and it's hard. Uh, yeah. And so, um, you know, being able to live where you want and not having to live next to your client, um, being able to get demand that isn't necessarily just in a short little radius around you is is key. Um, so, I'm. I become a massive proponent for for coaching and for training and and how we how we can help trainers you know kind of have a more sustainable life. Uh, it, it is also what helps the customer as well. So it's right. I love that circularity of it. Of how, how do you help both sides? No, it's a good point, man. I'm glad that you uh, circled back on that. Well, we'll catch up again. I, I would uh, love to, especially if you're in the city or if I'm out there. I appreciate that. No, definitely let me know if you're out here, um, and uh, I'll, I'll ping you in next time I'm in New York. Awesome. Sounds good, man. Thanks for listening. Consider giving a like or subscribing. Why not? It's free. And if you don't, that's totally fine. But I might not give you a VIP invite to my next book club meeting.